Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Necessary Evil. I am your fearless host and libertarian indoctrinator, John DeLuca, and I am watching this video here of the Rush Limbaugh show, uh, where a grown-ass man, I believe his name is Gary, is in tears, literal tears, explaining that Donald Trump is, quote, all this country has left. And that if we don't have to, if we don't fight this stolen election until we prove that Biden lost, then um, the country will cease to exist. So this is what happens, folks, when we let everyone think that they're a political pundit. Okay, this man is not well psychologically. Okay, Trump is all we have left. Why don't you spend an afternoon with your family, Gary? For Christ's sake, adopt a cocker spaniel, go on a walk, something. My God. I mean, these people are everywhere now. They're all over Facebook. You can't even have a conversation in public without someone bringing up COVID death stats. Okay, you are not a political pundit. Your uncle does not have inside information to the FBI. I'm sorry to rain on your parade. Okay, your uncle may be on an FBI database, but uh, your, your uncle manages a GameStop. Okay, let's stop with the plan around here. Okay, I mean, the, the, the sheer number of people who allow something that they have absolutely zero control over to affect them this intensely emotionally is an abomination. I mean, the same goes for sports, by the way. Nobody on the team even knows you exist. Stop hollering at the TV. Okay, you have no effect on the outcome. The Giants are not asking for your insights, okay? You're on a 12-minute mile. Let's get serious for a minute. And I mean, even if you're right that Donald Trump is all we have left, what are you planning to do about it? Take to the streets? Revolt? You run a 12-minute mile, okay? And this is the kind of talk that, that, that this is this kind of talk leads to people like Kyle Rittenhouse, okay? Kid who showed up in Wisconsin after the uh, in Kenosha after the Jacob Blake shooting with an AR-15 to save the town, okay? He actually just got a, got out on a uh, two million dollar bail, and you know I'll be honest, from everything I've seen, it does seem like he was acting in in self defense. Um, I mean, all the, all three people that he shot were absolutely charging at him with intent to cause serious bodily harm, which is one of the legal stipulations for when you can shoot somebody. Um, and you know, he did kill a pedophile. That's, that's pretty cool. Okay. Kyle shot a pedophile in the face. So, you know, is the world any worse off without that guy walking around? No, but you know, people are propping this kid up as some sort of hero, all right, let's get something very clear here. Kyle Rittenhouse is deranged, okay? Kid's mom drives him two hours to a protest, armed to the T, and he blasts three people in AR-15. I mean, self-defense or not, this kid is not exactly doing too hot up top, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, Saturday night, Kyle, you're supposed to be at the movies, playing Xbox, smoking black and miles, not shooting pedos in the face, for Christ's sake. Okay, so... You know, a lot of you guys, I know a lot of you guys are right of center, but let's please try not to lose our sensibilities here when Joe Biden takes over, which he is going to do. Um, and, you know, I'll be honest, we, from a positive standpoint, I think Donald Trump losing opens up a lot of opportunities for someone much better to step in and sort of piggyback off his work uh, with a much more polished approach, hopefully. Right. And, you know, a lot of lefties don't really understand this, but the vast majority of Trump voters were not doing so because they just hated blacks and Muslims, okay? I know Don Lemon said so, but that's just not the case. I mean, you know, quick caveat, we do have to admit that uh, everyone who does openly hate blacks and Muslims definitely did vote for Donald Trump, okay? But the vast majority of his voters were just people who were fed up with the system, 
You know, they saw Washington shipping jobs overseas, inserting us into foreign conflicts, over-regulating small business. You know, and Republicans of the past, who were generally for less tax and regulation, were just spineless. I mean, you got Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan up there. Who the hell are they going to, what, what tree are they going to shake? You know, they're too principled to call out bullshit when they hear it, right? Or, or you know, like John McCain, who would literally rise out of his grave this morning if he thought he could convince us to invade Iran, all right? Or, or you know, George H.W., who was a CIA director who had JFK assassinated, allegedly, okay? Um, and then, you know, we get Trump comes in, an outsider, spouting off about how George W. sent us to war on a lie, said it out loud in a debate, you know, how the trade deals are all one-sided, how we got to bring manufacturing and oil production back to America, and how the corporate press, of which Fox News is included, is a bunch of smug, arrogant frauds who manipulate the public into seeing the world as they see fit. All right, all things that are demonstrably true. And, you know, it was just like, holy hell, can you believe this guy? Right? We don't trust politicians. We don't trust the mainstream media. Here's a guy who all the politicians on both sides hate, right, when he was running, not anymore, um, and the mainstream media despise. Okay, so, you know, voting for him was not an endorsement of the Access Hollywood tapes. It was a giant middle finger to the establishment, okay? Guys out there calling out the, the military-industrial complex by name and blaming the CIA for all the havoc in the Middle East. The CIA, the only other congressman to speak out so loudly against the CIA was Ron Paul and, you know, JFK before they shot him in the head. Again, allegedly. Um, by the way, the CIA is a literal terrorist organization, and I will do an entire episode on the, on the legitimacy of that claim and how anyone advocating for a smaller government would be calling for an abolition of the CIA. But for now, just know that a lot of Trump voters did so because he called out the government and the media's bullshit. But, you know, then he assigns John Bolton as the head of the NSA. Then he re-ups the arms deals uh, with the Saudis. Then he passes the biggest spending bills ever created, Right. You know, he fired a lot of swamp rats for sure. And that's great. But, you know, he did absolutely nothing to diminish the size of the government or cut back on spending. So, you know, now maybe he's kind of paved the way for someone who was actually a limited government type to come in and finish the job that he started. All right. Um, and that being said, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man, I don't know where what this is going to look like moving forward. I mean, we've had political divides in the past. But never has, has the left been this confident in just calling anyone opposed to them a racist. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many Instagram stories I've seen people post talking about how anyone not voting for Joe Biden is just complicit in white supremacy, right? As if that's the, as if that's the qualifying factor, okay? And I, I emphasize Instagram stories because that's the only form of communication these people make these claims, right? They'll sit out on the internet with nobody around and then come dap you up at the bar downtown, asking about your family an hour later. Like, bro, I, you know I saw what you just said, right? I saw that. I saw you imply that I'm a racist, okay? We're not just going to be friends after that. Now, I will not cause a scene because I believe that anyone who causes a public scene should be thrown into Guantanamo Bay, okay? But after we exchange a cordial hello, the relationship is over. You don't get to say that about me. And trust me, guys, you're going to be fine. I've told you before, you only need about five friends, but it doesn't change the fact that they still believe that. Half the country roughly still believes that. You know, there's, there's this popular story post that I've, I'm sure you've seen. I've got it right here. Um, 
and it's like a it's like a list of suggestions, I guess you could call them, of how to vote in this election. Uh, and the clear implication is that voting for Joe Biden is the moral choice, right? And I just want to kind of read down this list here and show you how far apart the left and the right are in this country. Okay, so first one says, vote as if your skin is black. So because I didn't vote for the author of the crime bill and the prosecutor who made her rise to power, not only by sleeping with Willie Brown, state officials, okay, but by locking up black folks for nonviolent crimes and bragging about it, uh, because I didn't vote for them, I'm a racist, right? That's, that's the implication here. Listen, is Trump mean? Yes. Is he an elitist snob? Yes. Does he really care about inner city black people? Probably not. Okay. But did he not pass prison reform, right? Reducing minimum sentencing for nonviolent offenses, creating more trade schools and educational opportunities for prisons. Did he not pass that? Okay. Did he not include inner city opportunity zones into the tax cuts where investors can gain tax advantages for building in these areas? Okay. Did he not redirect $100 million to fund HBCUs? Did he not just unveil the platinum plan? where the goal was to increase access to funding for black businesses by half a trillion dollars over the next four years? Okay, I'm not trying to convince you here one way or the other, but you just telling me generically to vote blue or I hate black people is just brain-numbingly stupid. Okay, Chicago, Detroit, Baltimore, Cleveland, run down the list of all these all these uh, horrific violent cities that have been Democrat for 50-plus years. Okay, and what's it gotten them? You know, next we have uh, vote as if your house is on fire. (laughs) Vote for Joe Biden and forest fires will hereby be abolished. Okay, great to know. Thank you so much. Uh, Never mind the fact that there is a very strong argument to be made that the reason these liberal areas have such horrible fires is because they refuse to utilize controlled burns which, of course, is only because of their giant liberal hearts who would never dare intentionally burn the environment. I mean, because they care. Therefore, allowing the underbrush to grow unimpeded for years on end, creating a tender basin that will explode as soon as the first spark touches it. Okay, but never mind that. Vote for Joe and he'll put the fires out himself. Uh, Next, we have vote as if your water is unsafe to drink. I assume you mean Flint, Michigan. Okay, was it not Democrats who were running the city when they when they switched the water supply and poisoned everyone? Was it not them? Was it not Obama in office for eight years who went to Flint, Michigan and sipped a glass of water on camera in front of a crowd of people to show them that everything was fine when it was in fact not fine? Okay, I encourage you, please go look that video up on YouTube. It is disgusting. And those people were livid in the audience. It was like 99% black. And he literally flies up to Flint, Michigan, pours himself a glass of water on stage and like fake takes a sip. He literally just wets his lips. That's all he does. And he's like, see folks, everything's fine. What are you talking about? What are you crying about? You know, as if it's fine. Okay. People are literally getting poisoned to death. And he goes up there and pulls a stunt like that. People were pissed in the audience. Okay, so vote as if your water is unsafe to drink means to vote blue again? Uh, I mean, consider me skeptical, but okay. Uh, Next, we have vote as if your best friend is a veteran with PTSD. Well, that's an easy one. He's got PTSD because Bush, Obama, and Biden blew up every corner of the Middle East for 16 years. So obviously you don't mean vote for these people, right? Right? Because Joe Biden expanded war in Afghanistan. Joe Biden reinvaded Iraq. Joe Biden carpet bombed Syria to the point that the Air Force literally ran out of bombs. Okay, Joe Biden funded the Saudi genocide of Yemen. Joe Biden overthrew Gaddafi and left Libya a failed state with open-air slave markets. Okay, and you want me to vote for him because your friend has PTSD? 
What? Uh, listen, I'm going to do an entire episode on the Libya, Syria, and Yemen situation. But for now, just know that we are in some horrific situations out there and, and are responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people, including civilians, largely because of the Obama-Biden foreign policy. Okay? Um, next, we have vote as if your neighborhood is flooded. That's my favorite. Vote as if your neighborhood is flooded. Because evidently, Joe Biden is also going to abolish hurricanes. Not only forest fires, Joe Biden is physically going to abolish hurricanes. He will put up a giant wall. He will fend off America from hurricanes. You don't like rain? Vote for Joe. Makes sense to me. No argument there. Next, we have vote as if your child is a victim of gun violence. Okay, because voting for Trump means clearly that you want more kids slaughtered in school. I presume that's, that's the implication, yes? Uh, so because I don't believe that a gun confiscation plan and magazine limits, and gun-free zones, because I don't believe those things will protect more people, and because I actually believe the opposite to be true, that means I want more kids to be shot to death in, in algebra. Okay, that's, that's your argument? You know, London has a blanket gun ban, right? And they just passed New York City in murders for the first time in 100 years. Okay, Chicago has some of the strictest gun control laws in the country, and they had more murders last year than Iraq! Okay, what if I believe in putting more armed resource officers in school, all right, and giving more law-abiding citizens the ability to protect themselves? What if I think my sister should be able to protect her home and her four kids from intruders with a semi-automatic rifle and a 100-round clip? Okay, does that mean I want more kids to be slaughtered? Absolutely not. So vote as if your kid is a victim of gun violence. Sure, will do. Thank you. Um... Here we go. Next, we have vote as if your classmate is a Muslim refugee. Again, another easy one. Who has killed less third world Muslims, Joe Biden or Donald Trump? That is not a trick question. Okay. Who has been more responsible for more destruction of the Muslim world and who has brokered more peace deals? Okay. I will leave that one up to you. And, you know, as far as the whole Muslim ban thing goes, first of all, anyone who still believes there is a quote-unquote Muslim ban is physically incapable, incapable of producing an original thought, okay? These people literally regurgitate what Chris Hayes and Rachel Maddow say to them. It goes into their ear and it comes directly out of their mouth. No analysis, no background check, no critical thinking, pure regurgitation. It's a Muslim ban, all right? Never mind the fact that it, it that uh, it's inclu that included on the list are Venezuela and damn North Korea. Okay, not exactly the safest place to find yourself, but it's a Muslim ban. Uh, also, never mind the fact that out of 50 Muslim-majority countries in the world, the list includes five, okay, but it's a Muslim ban. Uh, notably excluded are Indonesia and Egypt, who possess the greatest number of Muslim people in the world, but it's a Muslim ban, okay? Uh, so on the list, we've got Libya, okay, who is selling human beings like cattle down at the local auction post, because the CIA came in there and tried to overthrow Gaddafi. Right, again, I'm going to do a whole episode on this, but that is an amazing story uh, that, thank God, Julian Assange uncovered for us, that the CIA was funding ISIS and Al-Qaeda and, and uh, building dozens of military training camps throughout um, Libya because Gaddafi was trying to produce a gold-backed currency. Remember, we used to be on the gold standard. Nixon took us off and put us on the petrodollar, which is why we're so tied to the hip with Saudi Arabia and why we conduct all these, uh, we fund their genocide in Yemen um, and all the other shit we've done in the Middle East for the last, what, 50 years. Um, 
But we, the CIA came in there and intervened because they were going to try to create a gold-backed currency to compete with the euro and the dollar. And we just couldn't accept that, right? So thank God Julian Assange uh, revealed that, and that's why both sides want him dead. Okay, so Libya's on the list. Iran is on the list. Okay, the greatest state sponsor of terror in the world, mostly through Hezbollah and Hamas. They're completely open about their hatred for America, right? And honestly, most of that, I'll be honest, is justified. But, um, you know, if you think that these these militants in that country would not expose the fact that we're just letting people in, then you got another thing coming, okay? Uh, then we have Somalia riddled with Boko Haram and Al-Shabaab all throughout the country, uh, next, we have Syria, who's engaged in a civil war, who we've funded on both sides as well. Shocker. Okay. And Yemen, who I already told you about, is, is uh, it's kind of a proxy war there between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Um, and we are literally funding Saudi planes to go and bomb civilian hospitals, shopping centers, and schools. Okay. The UN called it the worst humanitarian crisis happening right now. It's absolutely horrific, and nobody's talking about it. All right. And you're funding it. You are funding it right now. That's why libertarians get so upset about government taxation because you don't have the option, okay? If you don't pay your taxes, men with guns come into your home, take you away and throw you in a cage and seize all your assets. You have to fund that war, okay? You don't have the option. There's no free will in that situation, okay? And, you know, I get it, man. I get it that you want to help these people. And I do too, the innocent people in there. Okay, but if you think, again, that these militants, these thousands of jihadist militants in there would not take advantage of the fact that we're just kind of letting people in. I mean, what are you going to, you can't just go to the, the Yemen DMV and check on somebody's background check, okay, and run a, run a criminal background on them, all right? It doesn't work like that. I'm sorry. It would be awesome if it did, but it just doesn't work like that, okay? The U.S. government's job is to keep its people safe. In countries with thousands of jihadist militants who have no effective means by which to screen these people must be dealt with a little bit differently than you would deal with Thailand or Romania or South Korea. That's the reality. And I'm sorry if you can't handle it. Okay. And, you know, all this sort of boils down to the premise that being liberal just makes you a better person. Right. That's the prevailing narrative that liberals just care more and that conservatives and libertarians only care about themselves and preserving, you know, white Western culture, whatever that means, the patriarchy. Um, so, you know, if you don't support a $15 minimum wage, then it's only because you hate poor people, right? And you want to perpetuate the wealth gap. Okay. So let's play it out. You make a $15 minimum wage. Well, if I run the business, now I have to raise the prices on all my products, right? Or just cut everyone's hours. Otherwise I can't afford it. Okay. I only have a certain amount of money to pay my workers. I can't just print more. I'm not the federal reserve. Okay, I have to sell a product or a service, pay my bills and my mortgage for the building that I took a massive financial risk for, and then pay all my workers. And if I have anything left, I get to pay myself or invest more into the business. Okay, so now I got to double all the prices to be able to pay my guys that $15 an hour, right? My customers stop buying so much because it's so expensive, right? My mortgage payment and all my other bills don't change. And now I got to start laying off workers. I can't afford it. So now, instead of having 50 people making $10 or $12 an hour, I've got 30 people making $15 an hour and 20 without a job. Okay, is that compassionate? I mean, is it possible that a minimum wage law could cause an increase in unemployment? Is it possible? Yes, obviously. Okay, so let's have the discussion. Let's run some numbers and see if it could work. 
And how so, without you just jumping out of the gate saying that I hate poor people because I want to force companies to pay them more. Okay. I'm sick of this notion, man. Same thing with defunding the police. You know, if you don't support defunding the police, then it's because you hate black people, right? Well, what if defunding the police causes a crime surge? What if companies decide that they're not going to do business in an area without a viable police force and the area loses jobs? Okay. Is that compassionate? Is that helpful? Is it possible that that could happen? Okay, so let's have the discussion without you coming out of the gate saying that I hate black people if I don't subscribe to your notion. And you know, how about higher taxes for corporations? If you don't support a 40% tax rate on big businesses, then you're just a heartless bastard. Okay, well, what if you raise the tax rate and they can't afford uh, to expand and hire as many people because they're sending so much money to the federal government? Okay, what if that happens and they start laying people off or paying them less? You know, is that compassionate? Is that good for the middle and lower class? So stop with this stuff, man. It's ridiculous. Okay, let's tone down the emotion and the character attacks for a minute and talk about practicality. Maybe you're right. Maybe your way is better, but prove it to me. Give me some data and a sound reasoned argument as to why your system makes more sense and I'll listen. But when your entire thesis is that you're right because you care more, we're not getting anywhere. All right. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, so that's pretty much all I've got for today, guys. It's the day before Thanksgiving. For the love of God, please go enjoy a nice dinner with your family and don't let anybody shame you for making that decision. Okay. You get to assess your own risk tolerance in this world and act upon it. Okay. You can decide what risk you're willing to tolerate and you don't have to listen to anybody else tell you what to do. All right. The politicians telling you to lock yourself inside aren't even following their own advice. So obviously they don't believe it. Right. Gavin Newsom just got caught at a dinner with like 25 people sitting around. Nobody wearing a mask, everybody chopping it up. Okay. And he's the one telling you you can only have six people over for dinner. Yeah. Why don't you go shove it up your ass, Gavin? Okay. He doesn't even believe it. He doesn't even believe what he's preaching or he wouldn't be doing that right? It's the same thing Barack Obama, when he told you that the seas were going to rise if we didn't address climate change, right? And he just bought a $40 million estate on the damn ocean. Okay. Do you think he actually believes that or no? Let me help you out. Absolutely not. Okay. So please go enjoy a nice dinner with your family. Do not bring up politics unless someone starts shitting on Christopher Columbus and then you send them my way. Okay. So that I can remind them that Christopher Columbus sailed across the ocean with no end in sight, hoping to find the edge of the planet while they sat inside in their cushy little apartment, sucking down guacamole, okay? And they, they want to act like Christopher Columbus should have just busted a U-turn when he landed on, on uh, America, okay? Oh, sorry, guys. I know I've lost half my crew to scurvy out here. I know we're a little hungry, dehydrated, Got some fevers going on and a little syphilis. Things got a little weird on below deck. All right. But you know what? We're just going to do a U-turn here. This is your land. Sorry about it, guys. We'll head back. Okay. That's what they expect Christopher Columbus to have done. That's why they, they start attacking. Uh, this is indigenous people's land. Yeah. Okay. Everywhere was indigenous people's land. And then they had a fight over it and they lost. Sorry. Okay. So please make sure that you tell your uncles about this show or anybody else who might be severely psychologically damaged. And I will see you next time on Necessary Evil, where people are sovereign, where all government measures are enforced by the point of gun, and where state power is in direct conflict with individual liberty. Thanks a lot.